Whose fault was that? Oh, that was my fault. That was your fault. Never mind. It's okay. It's acceptable. <laughs> it was good enough stuff that... Uh, well, I, I didn't like it. it. You didn't like it? No. No. Not well, one bit. Maybe I'll tell you later and you'll like it more. All right. Um, tell me slower. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to martial arts stuff, shall we? Martial arts. And we can now welcome our martial arts stuff listeners. Hello, um, everyone. Which has been moving up here and there and everywhere. I've kind of been... Uh, Pushing it out to some forums and putting it out on podcast. You've been being Pickle a techno whore and spreading been, yourself around. I have been spreading myself around digitally. Digi- digitally. Edan. Yes, Edan. <laughs> um, so, hello, everyone that is has any interest in the martial arts at all and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, I've also been listening to a lot of other martial arts podcasts, and woof. One of the things I've noticed, yeah, is that. Unfortunately, fucking, I don't know what happened to Karate Cafe. I'm totally bummed. They haven't had an episode in like a month and a half. Well, holidays, you know, I'll get I guess. The oh, same oh thing. I actually emailed one of the guys and he said the guy that does all the producing is has been moving. Ah. So. See, I'm telling you, that, yeah. whole, pro- that whole production thing. I know, it's a pain in the ass. People are lost without it. Uh, but uh, Karate Cast, and I've been listening to Bad Boys with Black Belts or something like that. And. <laughs> There's just they they talk about everything but the martial arts, which is what we're doing now, I guess. So yeah. fuck me myself. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> so today, let's move on to our topic then. All right. Um. Today. Wait. 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 Are we gonna? Uh, let's what, talk what about doing? briefly about the fact that we are um, about to venture into opening our own school. We are about yes. Let's talk about that briefly. Uh, okay, I'm done. done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've um. I think there's some important lessons to learn, and we'll see how this goes. I this might be a good opportunity to sort of have a audio diary of the mistakes and the successes that people will make yes. starting their own school. Right. Um, uh, so we are maybe we can have a little competition. Yes, we're looking for a name. We're for looking our for school. a name. And um, we're catering specifically to new students, right? Up to intermediate, right? Advanced students, just that's not what our for. Yes. It's not what Ad- we're looking advanced for. Advanced students, point. actually, we're going to send on to our instructor, right? Um, that's what that's what our recommendation will be, anyway. Yes. Um, but the other thing that I want to discuss with you, uh, that I think might be interesting, is that you and I both have first degree black belts in Sanyendo. Yes. And I think a lot of people would say. Well, if you're just a first degree, you're not ready to open a school and start teaching. Well, but okay. <laughs> first of all, we have a lot more experience than just San Yundo. So it's not like we studied San Yundo, got a black belt, and that's it. Right. I mean, we've been doing this for, I've been in it for, I don't know, 15 years, and you've been in it for how long? I don't uh, know, 22. 18, 22, something like that. 22. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got a vast amount of experience in other right. areas that, you know, I can attribute to saying I'm comfortable yeah. opening a school. And one of the things I, I, I do feel comfortable about, especially with Sanyan Do, is that Sanyan Do is very theory and philosophy-based. Right. So really, if you, can, if, if you can find a good way to execute those theories, then it's more relevant that you do that than 
you punch in a certain way or have your hips twisted in a certain way yes or have this step just right or that step just right or have your elbow higher than your shoulder or lower than your shoulder or whatever the case might be right in that if if it's founded on those concepts then it's good skills right regardless so i had a little bit of hesitation about that um and i think i'm relatively comfortable with it uh, I have been in the martial arts long enough. I've taught enough classes that I feel comfortable teaching right. classes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel the same way. I mean, yeah. I've, I've taken classes over. I've taught. I've done all yep. that. I, I know how to do all that. Yep. So um, I think the other thing that's interesting really is a lot of people talk about um, – you know, checking certifications and make sure they're certified with this and make sure they're certified with that, blah, 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 blah. Personally, I think credentials are bullshit. Right. I, to some degree. Um, right. A, a plaque and a belt on the wall mean very little to me. Right. Um, I think if what people really have to be focused on is what are they going to a martial arts school for? And I think what we need to be focused on as far as creating our martial arts school is what do we want to be focused on? Right. What is it? What kind of students do we want? Right. Um, yeah, we have a, we have an end goal. We need to have an end goal in mind for yeah. when our student, when we're ready to take our students and go, look, You've gotten to a point where we think you should go on to, you know, or, more advanced or what have you or whatever. Or well, not you know. only that, but what do you want to learn? Why are you coming here? Are you coming here for exercise? Are you coming here so that you can have sort of a moving meditation away from the crazy world? Are you coming here so that you'll gain balance of body and hopefully in turn balance of mind? Right. Are you coming here because you want to learn how to fight? Are you coming here because you want to learn how to defend yourself? Right. And all and that doesn't mean that that we won't cover all of those things, but we'll come we'll cover some to more of a degree than others. Right. And that's that's what I mean by we have to have this goal of where where is it we're going to take our students and, and you primarily. Yes. There'll always be these little out these little tendrils right. we spread out in different directions right. to give them a, a taste of things. And and you know, I mean I th I think you and I have talked a little bit about this. If somebody came to us and said, "Well, I want to train to be a cage fighter." Yeah, yeah. Wrong I, school. Sorry. I, I'd probably send them on to Chan's because they have a a, a Sansao right. class, you know, and that would be a good start. And yes. I know Chan's and they're good. Yep. And really, you know, something that that Sam that Sifu Chan said to me a long time ago, years and years ago, really struck home with me is that, and I and I've said it before, is that when you're looking for a school, it's a combination of the other students, the instructor, and the style. Yes. And when all those when those three things fit, you've really found yourself a good school. Right. Um, so my goal is is to think about the kind of people that I want at our school, and think about why they would be there, and make sure the school gives them those things. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, there's no. I mean, you can plan a little bit ahead for that. That's why I said we can have kind of this goal for the direction we're trying to take our students or our main emphasis. Right. But until you start meeting these people and seeing if they mesh with what our ideals are, right? You won't know till you meet them. Well, and that's the other thing is that you know, for me, uh, I don't see us doing a whole lot of sparring. Right. Um, if we happen to have a student or two that are really interested in sparring, right. Okay, 
sure. <laughs> we'll start sparring then, you know? Sure. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. It's important to realize that that can grow and change. Um, but at the same time, I think it's also important to have, and, and one of the things that, that I sort of have a to-do list for our school and name, logo, and mission statement are the three things on the list right now. Right. Um, I think the name is important because I think you have to have, I actually was started to think of names and I thought, well, what about like Grand Rapids Martial Science or something like that? And then my thought went to, well, what if you do a local Google search on martial arts? That's going to come up at the bottom of the list because it's not going to say martial arts. Right. And so, you, you, you know, you need to think about stuff like that. If yep. you, if you call it, you know, Sifu Dan's funky, funky chicken dance class. <laughs> I would so go to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, nobody's ever going to find it, and nobody's going to know what the fuck it means when they do. Right. So be aware that, you know, you're not just doing, you're not just starting a martial arts school, you're starting a business. Yes. Um, and one of the guys uh, from the Martial Arts Teaching Podcast, what he ta- when he talks about the logo, he says, don't, don't pick a logo through black belt eyes. Right. Don't, don't pick a logo that you know and understand the style well enough, and it has a tremendous – and meaning, meaning is not a bad thing. You can incorporate a lot of meaning in your logo, but put your name in it. Right. You know, put your name in the logo because if you put a fist in the middle of a yin-yang sign and that's all you've got for your logo, no one's going to get it. No. And not only that, if you end up having t-shirts and people walk around, a lot of people won't ask you what it means. They'll go, oh, that looks kind of cool. Right. If your name's in it, that's That's also one of the advertising. And any martial artist knows who gets out and about, martial arts is huge on networking. You go to a seminar, you meet somebody from a school. You know, I mean, that's a lot of word of mouth is a lot of how um, some, yep. especially the, the organizations that we hang out with, that's how you get yes. more business. And the only thing that, that sort of fears me a little bit is that I know that um, the way a lot of schools actually make money for business purposes is through kids' classes. Yeah. And I don't know, and maybe I'll be ready in a year or two. I don't know if I'm ready to take on a kid's class of 20 kids or 10 kids or something I like that. am a very firm believer that it's hard to put an age on it, but you can. It just depends on the student. But kids' martial arts and adult martial arts do not mix. You can't. No. I, no matter what anybody says, no. you cannot take a kid and have him by the age of twelve and give him their black belt and equate it at all to you know somebody who's more mature has that different mindset. No. And I, I really think that, um, and I've seen some of them, and they're and some of them are I, some of the ones I've seen are very good. Is that first of all, you have it's a it's a must that you have to have a kids class. Right. You cannot mix kids and adults. Yep. I do think that you can do an effective job of teaching the 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 basic motor skills of the martial arts to yeah. children. Sure. And I would really say that probably age four is the youngest, but people can start at four. You well, can start right. My point those is basic this: motor skills. if you were to set a four-year-old and a twenty-nine-year-old 
No, it doesn't work. Together and say, hey, we're going to take your black belt test? No, no, no. The no, requirements no. are vastly different. Yes. Now, I'm not, I would think it would be cool and fun for the kids to have your, your junior black belt. You know yes. what I mean? Where it's a black belt, yeah, but it's not a real black belt. It's yes. your kid's black belt. I would almost say um, that you could have a sort of a junior belt level and a belt level. Right. And so at age 15... Or you don't even it, do it at age. age. I, I, do, I, it, do it by how they progress through their junior levels. When they hit their junior black belt, they know enough. We would, my goal would be they would know enough that we could advance them into... They could start testing for their standard belts. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of working through that. We're, uh, we've got some space at the Y that we're planning on renting. I'm going to throw out some flyers and oh, just I ran see. out of paper today. Otherwise, I would have had him print it up. Um, but I think it's, you know, part of it is it's just a matter of doing it and yeah. saying, I'm going to commit the time to do it. Um, hopefully, it doesn't slow down our podcasting schedule, but you never know. Well, and right now, it's going to start out. It's hopefully, if we get a student or two, it's right. going to be one day a week. Yep. Um, in the evenings, you know, yep. and you just got to see what happens. And I'm planning on still, still going to Chan's. I want to still keep going to Chan's, um, and uh, I do think that it'll be easier with two of us because there are times when we can both teach together, but there are times when just you can go and teach or just I can go and teach, and we can really kind of lean on each other right. um, to do that kind of thing. I think as far as you know, payment and stuff goes... Um, at this point, we talked about. At, at this point, it's not for. It's, it's not for. It's, it's not just like we're to looking get this, people in the door. Yeah, it's not like we're looking to supplement our income with right. this. It's just it's not going to happen. Just to get people in the door, yeah. and and hopefully someday do what we love for a living. Right you now, it's never too late to start. So, so as we go through the 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 months, we will uh, talk about how our school is doing, and if we've gotten any bites, and if we've gotten any students, and how all that stuff is. Or going. if we have any biting students. And hopefully we do, because that's uh, an important part of self-defense. <laughs> Taking a hunk of skin. Um, well, good, because I, I thought this topic was a little thin, because I didn't really know what exactly we were going to, how much we were going to cover with this topic. But one of the things I wanted to talk about today was counterattacks. All right. And, and counterpunching and things like that. Um, and the, re the reason that I thought of this, I was actually reading uh, Bruce Lee's... Uh, Dao of Jeet Kune Do, which I would recommend to anyone. It's oh, just yeah. a, it's a good bathroom book, actually. Yep. Um, but the reason that I was thinking about this, I don't know about you, but whenever I spar, I don't really practice counterattacking. I look for openings. Yeah, that's generally what I do. Um, and one of the things that I thought was strange about that is I would say ninety to 95% of my martial arts career has been focused on counterattacks. For example, what do you do in a one step? Someone punches, punches you and you you block and you counter. <laughs> what do you do point. in our training drills in our in our in our scenarios? Somebody punches. Somebody punches and this you know I'm not saying there's there's I think that's good to practice, you know, yeah. especially if you you know, vary the attacks, but it always starts with the other person attacking first. Right. Um, so I guess one of the things that I would encourage people to do, especially during sparring, is 
to to experiment with that you know try and discipline yourself as you're sparring to not attack anyone to just counterattack right just apply your counterattacks well and i found that for me personally i know that one of the things that i do specifically in sparring is before i even start is i put a goal a small goal like that in mind i'm going to focus on that no matter what else happens uh-huh. this is what i'm going to try to do and that's and that usually works to kind of Get ready for that and say something like that because it, it plants it firmly yeah. in your mind, I think. I think yeah. that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. And, and counterattacks are – you're right because what happens typically is they attack you and you defend to get out of the way, da-da-da-da, and then you attack them right. or something like that, and you never really – you're right. Yep. I never really thought about it until you just said that. And keep in mind that the other thing that I think this involves or the other concept, in my opinion, is the draw. Yeah. And not draw like everything's even, but drawing their attack to a particular target. Yes. Um, drop your hands a little bit, you know, to open up your head. Yep. Uh, lift the, uh, the one of my favorites is lifting up my elbow to open up my ribs. Uh huh. Um, and you're drawing their attack to a particular place because obviously the counter is going to work a lot better if you know where they're going. Right. You try to direct um, them into some place. You try to direct them into a particular place. The other thing you can pay attention to is people's rhythm. Yep. You know, do they do punch, punch, round kick, punch, punch, round kick, punch, punch? Is that one of the combinations that they do every time? Right. And if so, punch, punch, guess what? Here comes a round Here kick. Here comes a round kick, you know, and that's a great time to try a sweep. Yep. Um, and keep in mind that sparring, you know, I, I think that's w- one of the things that's important about what you said was to have these little goals in your head, try different things, um, yep. decide your, to yourself, well, I'm going to really work on my motion. Right. So I'm going to try and get around them yep. tonight. You know, that's And the key to that is don't change your goal once you did it. And the key to that is don't worry about who's quote unquote winning. Yes, for the love of God. If and you're worried tough. about that, you're you're going to miss a lot of important stuff. Uh, but, right, right. And I think that that is difficult for a lot of people because they don't understand. Um, they think, I, I think there's especially a lot of beginners, think that the sparring is the end product of all the practice. Right. I do all this That's practice stuff. So that when I spar, I'm good at sparring. Yeah, and to be honest... And sparring is really... It's just another exercise. It is. It's just what you're... All of this stuff. I mean, I guess the physical aspect of all of this stuff is that when something in real life happens, you have the ability to defend yourself and defend others' potential. That's what all of this stuff comes together to do. Right, you're not doing all this stuff so you can be a great sparer. Right, you're, right. I mean, you're doing uh, you now. And the other, th- the only other thing you probably can do is if you go to competitions where right. you fight. In right. which case, yes, then all that training comes to there. And like I say, but there's there's there different goals real for different stuff, people, right? But this typically when you're sparring with your class and that kind of stuff, yeah, don't treat it like you're at your tournament. Learn, try to learn something from. Yeah, it. and even when um, I I think there are times to treat it like when it's your tournament. And times not to. Um, even if you're a tournament fighter and and you love to do that and that's your thing, um, don't worry more about winning at the tournament than winning in your school. Right. 
your school is the place to train for the tournament in whatever aspect that may mean. Uh, and sometimes, you know, this is something that uh, uh, Steve Perry says. Steve Perry? Steve Barnes. Steve Barnes. This is something that Steve Barnes says. Is failure is a critical component of success. Oh, it is. And the only way to learn how to do things better, the only way, for example, if, if the audio never failed on Podzor and we just did it the same way we plugged our headsets into the back of the computer and just did it the exact same way every time, I would have never learned anything about editing audio for right. podcasts. Right. Thus, when we, you know, when when we try to go out in the world and have people pay us to produce their podcasts, it would never work because no. I wouldn't know shit about it. Right. Or I'd come across some weird thing and go, "Oh my god!" and have to figure it out then. Right. Tournament time, not the time to be figuring shit out. No. Right. At that point, it's too late. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's test day. You know what I mean? That's it's right. like you've been you, you've been studying and learning things all along, and when you go to take your final exam, yeah, at that point the studying's kind of moved. You're done, right? Um, so I su- I would really strongly suggest to people that they try to experiment with this whole counterattacking thing, and you know most people have especially have partners that that will work with them. You yeah. know if 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 your school is used to doing some one steps or uh, I think in um, uh, karate, they call it bunkai. Yeah. Um, then, you know, you can also set up situations with your partner during sparring to say, well, I want you to come at me, but can you only jab with your left hand? Right. Just come at me and jab. Now, don't do a bunkai. Don't do, I step into you nice and slow so that I can practice my technique. Right. Do it with a full speed jab. And Get a feeling for how that technique works with a full speed jab. Yep. Um, and well, and that's another pitfall that people I think have a tendency to go into is uh, when they're sparring, you tend to fall back on the things you know. Right. Because it works. Right. You need to set yourself up so you can try to do these things where you're going to fail. Yeah. It's not going to work the first time. That's right. It's okay. Yeah. And yeah. that's how you learn that's stuff. That's right. Because if you never practice these things. Yep. You're never going to learn them. And, and you're going to have to fail to learn them. Right. Well, um, what's, uh, oh, one of Chuck's best moves in sparring is that uh, reverse round kick. Oh, yeah. It's a killer. My gut knows it well. It is a killer. And uh, when I first saw that, I started doing it a lot. And I don't have quite the. Fl- I, I'm not quite as tall, and I don't have quite the flexibility that he does, but it's very effective for a thigh kick. Yep. Um, and and it's very surprising, too. It's a weird angled kick, and people don't expect it. Yep. But if I always fell back to round kick, front kick, jab, punch, yes, uh, then you never really you never learn anything. Right. And so what if my kick doesn't work? That's how you learn. Right. You and fail to and, succeed. And you're sparring, so it's okay if it doesn't work. That's right. That's the time for trial and error. Yep. So let's wrap this bad boy up. It's, All right. It's been long enough. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. I, what, I'm it's a, a whole new year. To, it's a whole new year. It's a whole new year. Uh, I am Dan, and uh, I am definitely not going to keep my New Year's resolution. 
Uh, I am Sterling, and um, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. I like it.